everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. <laughs> I guess I can't even get to my <laughs> intro because he is like smiling so hard at me right now. <laughs> I am so excited. Uh, thank you for joining me. This is our Melanin Edition. And you are um, here joining me with one of my really good friends. And I've been trying to get him on my podcast since season one and it's okay. season three and he's finally graced his us with his presence <laughs> great my <laughs> really good friend and one of the co-founders of griot theater collective okay. and his name is josh miller what's up buddy hello 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 i'm so happy you're here do you have a name for people who watch your podcast do you call them like Oh my God, that's a good idea. I need a name for my people. Hello, the daring, or oh my goodness, that is a really good idea. Like how you know Nicki Minaj has barbs yeah, and all those people. And Mariah Carey has lambs. Lambs. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but um, like you know, lambs. Like she's the the shepherd. The shepherd leads. Oh, the lambs. oh, oh, oh. So she's that vain. Okay. <laughs> well, she didn't come up with it. Her fans did. Okay. So they're oh. that vain. Okay. The mother. Okay. 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 Okay, I need something. So y'all send me some ideas of what to call y'all. You know, my Daryl Knights or something. Daryl Knights. Um, <laughs> I need something. Something cute. So y'all come up with called. that. Um, we'll call <laughs> you so funny. So we'll think of something. That's a good idea. But thanks for listening. Um, I'm calling y'all my woke people for now because y'all woke listening to all my melanin melanin episodes it's been yes. it's been some really good stuff so this has been a really good season i can you man can i just say shout a uh, cute, uh, cute little shout out i am just so proud of you because i remember you know you calling me and you being like i really want to start this podcast and i was like yes do it do it but you know a lot of the times people will be like i want to start this i want to do this but then they don't do it but you came through and Thank i you. have enjoyed listening to not every episode because I'm, I'm behind of like one or two episodes but i've enjoyed listening to a lot of your episodes thank you at least you're behind well, thank you i really appreciate it at least you're behind one or two but you're still <laughs> on seasons one i'm like um okay i guess i guess you're busy <laughs> but <laughs> thank you I'm, it's this is the first time i had somebody in the in the studio with me in a long time so let's just move on because i could talk to you all day i'm so happy you're here he's clean we're apart <laughs> That's clean. <laughs> He's clean. We're apart. Um, but Josh is here because, as you could all tell, me and him have history, so I'm not going to go into our history um, because we could talk, that could be long. But we met doing theater, and we continued our friendship since then. But Josh is someone that I really um i love his inputs i think he's extremely intelligent Thank you. and he's very well versed on the topic that we're going to be talking about which is toxic masculinity dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um yes and i wanted josh to talk about talk to me talk with me about this because we both watched some of the shows that I wanted to talk mm. about and how yes. it had a lot to do with that. And Josh just the way his the word the words just rolled off his tongue, <laughs> and he's just like he he's the education he's the educated version of me. Uh, I'm the more you know hood version of. But yes, come when, on. When I wanted Booyaka. to sound politically correct, Grr, I, <laughs> when I wanted to sound politically correct, I call on Josh. <laughs> Let's hope the words flow today. Now I'm under they pressure. They will. Under pressure. 
So, Josh, I wanted to talk to you because um, I actually released a, like a snippet of an episode called um, That Gay Shit or something. I said, I forgot the name of that, that little teaser idea. But I was mm. very upset when, you know, they when um, P-Valley, you know, came mm. out and how people were trashing the Uncle Clifford character mm-hmm. and then how people were talking about, you know, the little gay scene that was on power the new power movie how people are upset about the 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 gay hallmark movie that's coming out this christmas wait for real yeah yes yeah, it's, it's a, a hallmark movie coming out this christmas um movie and this um, christmas and boy we got copyrights i'm sorry <laughs> wait wait a minute now no 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 <laughs> don't don't do that it wasn't it look it wasn't 90 seconds so we <laughs> so i am per- i'm personally uh, I'm getting tired mm-hmm. of having people having to have this conversation with people having to defend it mm-hmm. you know how people you know um, how they treat black men that are bisexual mm-hmm. that are you know non-binary or you know um, just just that just everything especially in our community how yeah. we treat each other um, you know the the white gay community they love on each other but with us it's a whole nother different story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, either the black women, no shade, y'all only want to be bothered with us if we're flamboyant. <laughs> if we're a masculine gay, you have a problem with it. Um, so I have a problem. And I wanted to talk to you about the toxic masculinity that is really hindering our society. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I brought you here. That was a long intro, but I just had to get all that out. So what? How has that word, what does it mean to you? When were you kind of introduced to it? And how did you kind of, how have you been able to navigate thus far with that in our community, just in your daily life? Yeah, well, I can definitely start off by saying that it is, it's, it's difficult, right? Because I think we are all introduced to it at a very, very young age, you know, and it starts when literally you are told by your parents or by people that you grow up with as guardians, man up, you know, yes. stop that crying. Yes. I'm going to give you something to cry for. Yes. And it's just that idea and that, that fashion of thinking about we have to beat the softness, which we see, I think, in a lot of television um, and movies, we have to beat the softness out of this person. And I think we can see that very clearly in, if you haven't seen it, Moonlight, because mm. Chiron was literally from a young age beat. All of that softness was beat out of him. So yes. then what happens is you put up this wall and that wall becomes this mask that you wear. Um, and then that mask you take out into the world and it becomes toxic because you're pretending to be something, but the world isn't allowing you to be what you just naturally are, yes. you know? And I think that that's, I think the fear of not understanding really penetrates it all. Yes. So I think people aren't, because people don't understand anything that's other than this idea of what masculinity is, mm-hmm. which masculinity can mean a lot of things, just like femininity can mean a lot of yes. things. And I think right now we're in this wave of seeing that femininity can mean different things um, for for women, for men, for queer men, for non-gender binary people, for trans people. Femininity can be this whole different world and this whole different fashion of, of existence. 
But I think we're struggling because we're like, okay, we see femininity, but now what about masculinity? Oh, no, masculinity has to be hard. It has to be a machine. It has to grind, and it has to work a certain way. But I don't think that's true. I think masculinity, in a way, can sometimes be femininity, and I yes. think femininity can be masculine. You know, I think we see all the time women who you're like, man, she's just she has such masculine energy. Yes. You know, and it's like, I just, like, her energy is just so masculine. And it's like, well, what makes her that way right um but i think a lot of this really comes out of fear yeah and it's like we for some reason we have to put a face to masculine you know Mm -hmm. it's like we have to an image an image like there has to be for some reason an image attached to masculinity Mm -hmm. and i i you know and the funny thing is is that that i know plenty of men who have quote-unquote softer traits that are that Mm. are straight yeah you know and and it's like you know but but people think to that you know oh that he's not straight he's oh he's in the closet yeah and it's and and it's funny you say that because i think a lot of it comes from there's so many different things we could talk about but just to keep it plain and simple a lot of it can come from um your facial features Mm -hmm. i have a friend my roommate a lot of people always see him and they're like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. You know, oh, sorry, ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> and it's like, he doesn't look like a man. He literally has like a, not a bull, uh, not a full beard, but like he, he has like stubble. Like you see the stubble. Do you, I get that all the time. And I'm like, what is it that makes him not seem masculine just because he doesn't have, I don't know, maybe um, these hard features on his face you know like, what, what is that that all the time i don't care what hairstyle i have <laughs> i don't care what it is they think i am a butch queen <laughs> yes and they, queen. they think i am this and i'm like i mean i understand i got great eyebrows don't get me wrong but it's it's happened my entire life yeah even as a kid mm-hmm. i actually mm-hmm. get it the more like it's like now you know i'm letting my hair grow my hair's long i'm like oh this is definitely not gonna help my damn cause <laughs> but actually more people think i'm a man now with longer hair than when i had short hair yeah when i had a short low fade definitely i, I got more woman. <laughs> or when i have my braids you know yeah. hello ma'am you right. know i, I especially if you're on the, on the phone with me i get it because my voice my mm-hmm. voice is mm-hmm. i have a higher pitch voice i can't help that but in person i really they're like you know get, goodbye ladies and i'm like Really? I don't respond, yeah. and they get upset when I don't respond because I'm not a fucking woman. You're not a woman. Yeah. I'm not a woman. I'm you not. Go, I'm not going to respond. Don't identify that way. I don't identify that way. Right. And I already know they're not educated enough to even think what you just said. Mm-hmm. They just honestly think I'm a woman. Yeah. And it, I, I don't get it. And I think we have to be very careful, especially with the times that we're growing up in now, because you could have someone who presents masculine, but you shouldn't just go up to them and be like, "Oh, what's up, man, dude, man, bro." Because they could be like, you know, I identify with these pronouns or yes. identify this way. Um, but another part of that is the voice. You know, um, there's a great documentary on Netflix. Shout out to this documentary. Um, Do I sound gay? Um, and I think we also see it. I just read this article about this interesting thing of how women are perceived differently depending on how high their voice is. So if you're a woman in power and you have a really high voice, people aren't going to respect you. So a lot of the times what happens is women in power. And I think we saw this, too, when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Um, a lot of her speeches came from a lower register and she was like talking down here. And I'm like, this is not her like natural voice. Like, why is she changing her voice? But she has to do this because these deeper, harder, raspier voices are 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 
connected to what an ideal man is. Well, no, not I mean not to not to sidetrack, but the lady who went to jail for was it Silicon Valley, the whole big scandal thing, um, that white lady who did who did like the fake blood tests and mm-hmm. was that that whole thing where she got billions of dollars. She actually came out and said that she had to present herself um, to get all this money from investors with a lower registered voice wow. because she has actually a high pitched voice. Paris Hilton just came out mm-hmm. and we and and showed her actual voice and her voice is actually lower registered. But she knew in order for them to think of her as a ditzy blonde, mm-hmm. she, she had to, to do a higher pitched voice. Mm-hmm. So the voice that that that's actually extreme. That's that's really true. Yeah. That people think of a dominant masculine person in control have of having a lower registered voice mm-hmm. and yeah that's actually really true and it's the idea of checking off these boxes right so it's yeah. like man mm, okay broad shoulders check yes. all right deep voice exactly. check all right mm, maybe sags check okay cool uh maybe you know wears their clothes a certain way check only wears yeah. these certain colors like i remember yeah. growing up people used to be like um boys don't wear pink you yes know? like that was a huge thing and absolutely i remember my mom was talking to this one guy from her job and he was you know driving her to work driving we were going somewhere i don't know where we we're going but he was like one of my favorite colors is pink and like everything he had on was like pink and i just like my mind was my world was shattered because i had never seen something that was supposed to be so bad mm-hmm. done that way right right i i agree so you know, um, I think another thing that plays a factor in all this is our relationships with our fathers mm. or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will say that um, my father passed away. Uh, it'll be three. Yeah. Three years ago. And I never had the conversations with him about my sexuality. Mm. I never had those conversations with him because I just it just never it never presented itself and he never mm. came to me mm. um and i've my, my stepfather now i've never talked to him about it mm-hmm. and you know it's just it was just one of those things that i knew my father knew he just didn't want to talk to me about it yeah but i knew i know that you know my father never love i never got i love you from my father mm. you know for some reason with black men you know, mm. telling another man, yes, I love you is an issue for some reason, yes. I, or yeah. expressing yourself for some reason is an issue, yeah. and that all plays a role in this toxic masculinity as well. It definitely, and I think there's there's twofold in that. So expressing emotion and displaying emotion has one stereotypical kind of like um, stereotypical side to it, mm-hmm. but then also being an emotional person has a has you know being someone who does express their emotion has a, a totally different one too right because as a man you're not, you're supposed to be society society says you're supposed to be you know this person who's hard who can persevere who can do anything but what ends up happening is happening excuse me is what what ends up happening is we start to become fragile because we're holding on to so much absolutely we're like i can't cry no i can't do this i can't do this i gotta walk this way my voice has to be this this pitch this tone i have to look like this my hair has to be this certain way 
but then, you know, there are those people who are like, well, I am in touch with my with my emotions and I, I don't find it difficult to talk about them. I have a lot of good friends who, you know, don't mind calling me up and being like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. And, you know, and it, it just me. takes me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it takes me aback because I sit here and I think about my own personal relationship with my own kind of like uh, figuring out what my emotions are and how I feel about things. Um, and it's it can be difficult at times because I, and I, I totally agree with this idea of like men not saying that they love men um, because we don't, we don't get that. We don't get that environment and that space to express those things, you know? So we are really walking around. Oh, this is great book. Lots of great books that I read, but uh, one of the books, they broke it down like this. Women have places that they are able to go and commune and be together Men have places where they go to do a thing. Mm. So men don't have those outlets where they're like, oh, like, let's bond over this man. Like, let's let's you know, like, this is the brotherhood. Like, I just I just love this. And even when they do, there's all this realm of like toxic masculinity. Right. You know? And I think because if they do, that. it's going to be a sport and they're, you know, it's it's a masculine event. You know, mm-hmm. they're you know, they're mm-hmm. doing those things. Um, you know, and you're not gonna be vulnerable in the barbershop, you right. know, because which is a place where you go to do something. Where exactly. you, what are you going to do? You get, your, get haircut. your haircut. Where, why are you going to the bar? You're going to watch the game, right? Like they never go to like you never are like, hey man, like just come over and have a beer with me, and we can talk about life, right? And you know, you you won't necessarily see that, or we right. haven't in in past situations and past things with men, like yeah. And it goes to a point where even in television shows, they literally mock it, like um, yes, a lot of the time the Cosby Show when um. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Bill Cosby's son. Who, Theo? Yes, Theo had this huge breakdown moment talking to him and saying, like, pouring mm-hmm. his heart out to him. And then what happens? Bill Cosby makes a joke. Yep. So then it's like a laughing stock. Like, ah, God, 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 God. man, mm-hmm. we don't do that. Da, 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 da. You know, like, right. and it becomes the butt of the joke. Right. So what happens is as a viewer, you're like, man, that was really sweet. But then you're like, but I don't want to be made the butt of the joke. So those yeah. emotions are going back in the box. Right. And I think that, that is, you know, that plays a, a huge part in black men getting, you know, mental health. Yes. You know, and, you know, uh, but before we get into that, because I do want to talk about that, but I would, I will say that, you know, it's been the more and more I get in touch with my inner me like i'm i'm an emotional person i like to express myself i like to talk and express my feelings the more and more i get more comfortable with that it's harder to find a partner yeah that i want to date that does the same thing yeah and you know um i've been seeing someone for since march uh on and off and (laughs) (laughs) and it's really hard to talk to him Mm -hmm. because he does not express himself yeah he he his only way of expressing himself is in anger Hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you. Do you have a black-owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Daryl. 
D-A-R-O dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. And so he, because that's what society has deemed as accept, acceptable. Right. And so that's the only way he knows how to express himself. And so it's really hard, you know, that's our real big disconnect mm-hmm. in the communication when especially when I want to tell you something and it's very personal, it's very daring, but I know the only way you like to respond is through anger, mm-hmm. then that makes me not even want to talk to you. Yeah. So then yeah. our communication is like out the window because I don't even want to talk to you. And so it's been really hard dating to try to find, because yeah. I like, mm, I like, you know, I'm not going to say I like masculine men, but I like, okay, come on. <laughs> but you know, because in art, because in the gay community, yeah. we really are okay, big, for we are really big with these labels mm-hmm. and the labels are really, to me, getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I like, I like someone who's a little bit, a little bit more masculine than me. I will be honest, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I, I just, I, I don't want to date nobody who, who has a high pitched voice like me. I just can't. I have I can't like I just something about it. Maybe I can in the future, but <laughs> you can't you, right now in your stage of I, development. In my stage of development <laughs> right now, you cannot be up there with Mariah Carey in the nineties. Yes. Like Mariah Carey in the nineties. Like I can't have you up there. So <laughs> exactly. Like I can't have you up there. I love it. So I need you at like Tony Braxton of the nineties. <laughs> yes. You know. So that's just me when it comes to dating, but I still want you to be able to emotionally connect to me. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too, especially in the black gay community, is and you see this a lot. I think this has really become like a huge thing right now in the twenty twenty because we ain't got shit else to do. But we see people who or or you've heard it in the past you know these big gay celebrities that are black and they come out and they say well i tried to date my own race but no one is out no one is doing this no one and i'm like you know it's 2020 now that is not a damn that's not a fucking excuse excuse me can i curse i'm just cussing now you listen to my podcast (laughs) and ask that question can you curse you already know know, like that's not that's not an excuse it's a safe space to say the fuck you want because there are so many people who are out now Karamu Brown, we're looking at Jason Bolden, we're talking about Billy Billy Holiday, Billy Porter. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Billy Holiday girl. I love okay. You. <laughs> um, you know, we have all these people who are out, Michael Smith uh, Michael Sam, um, all these people who are who are coming out and who are out and proud to be who they are. We should be able to find somebody that we can love. The thing is, what I think it is is we are not able to connect to those people emotionally. And and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to say that I even have a problem with that. You know, there are relationships that I have that, you know, the one people feel like that they're not getting everything that they can get from me. Um, And they're not romantic relationships, but for some reason in my mind, I'm like, I feel like I should only be able to give that to someone that I'm romantically involved with. Mm. But that's not the case because in order to give that to someone I'm romantically involved with, I, involved with i need um you need to experience and practice that yes it's a practice thing yes so you need those people to 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 be there and to for you to kind of like open up and talk because when you get in these relationships what happens is most of the time stuff be going awry and you don't know how to communicate and then what happens there's a big blowout and the relationship is over and it's catty and messy and all this other stuff but we have to learn how to grow from that and 
I, I'm just going to say be be patient. And I know that's difficult. Um, that's something that we are all working on, especially right now in 2020. Um, 2020 is forcing us to be patient. It, God it's damn it. It's forcing us. It's forcing it. Like people who already have patience, they good. You can clearly tell. <laughs> you can see the stress in people's face. And also, you never had patience before <laughs> because we look a fucking mess right now. <laughs> patience is the vocabulary word for all 2020 okay listen listen um so let's let's go back into the lgbtq Mm -hmm. plus community because like we said they are really bad with these labels i mean you have you know um Okay, I'll say this recently. So I'm really big on Twitter, and oh lord, and you know, I mean, Twitter is nothing but mm-hmm. Twitter ain't nothing but dick and politics. That's all it is. <laughs> and dick, toxicity, dick pussy, to- um, politics and toxic. Yes, that word. What you just said. <laughs> say it again. Toxicity. Toxicity. Um, that's always on Twitter. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a Twitter after dark type of person. I love my <laughs> yes. I love my Twitter after dark. Everybody got but, uh, a separate Twitter. We all know. I don't I don't have a sweat separate Twitter. I, and I've said this. My Twitter is I p- promote everything on my own Twitter. I promote my podcast. If it's a dick I like, I repost it. <laughs> I post everything on my Twitter. I'm the Honestly, same person. Yes. Um, but I understand why people do have separate accounts. But what I will say is I saw something recently on Twitter where there was this quote unquote masculine top um, porn star, gay porn star, black gay porn star. I mean, buff, just just the whole the definition of what they say when they say they want a masculine black top man. And he never posted anything before, but just pictures and videos of what he's doing. He decided to finally post a video of him talking. Oh, Lord. His voice was like mine. <laughs> and when I tell yes. you those, that's his, that was him. Because he was in an argument with somebody. And he was like, um, drop your address. Girl, meet, I'll meet you on the corner and whip you. Like, his vo- like that was him. Mm-hmm. When I say the comments under his post were actually really horrible. Mm-hmm. They were basically, you know, like that's how you talk Mm -hmm. i'll never let you do whatever to me i'm gonna unfollow you Mm -hmm. you know you ain't masculine you ain't no top you a fake top you this and this is like why is he a fake top just because because his voice doesn't sound like this yeah it's like it's that type of stuff that really is why me was is why i really am i mean i'm I'm black and i'm gay and all that stuff but i have not really been a person that has been able to embrace the culture of the gay community yeah because i don't feel like it embraces one me as a plus size man mm, as, speak on that. as well mm-hmm. as you know my you know i like i don't understand why my sexual position has to what does that have to do with you embracing me in a community mm-hmm. you know so those things are really a problem for me in that yeah. community yeah and and it's there's so much to get in there, but um, that's where then again the voice thing comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we have to think about how toxic masculinity affects more than just um. It, it affects more than just the image. It affects how you view yourself as well in your community. Mm-hmm. So you know, body dysmorphia can be can stem from toxic masculinity because what is what is a masculine man muscles a big chest you know a thin you know big calves big you know a nice firm butt nice quads 
but you got somebody less me that's me you know that's as skinny as a, a twig you know and it's like that, that's not me but does that mean i can't be masculine you know and i a lot of the times too and i've seen this from celebrities are oh you God. strong as hell <laughs> he moved my whole apartment by himself in like 10 almost 15 minutes that's that west Side. i'm okay. still taking things on the elevator and he brought everything <laughs> off the truck by the door i said well damn so don't let the don't let that little small frame fool y'all this boy is strong <laughs> but you know the, the thing is like we we buy into these images and we buy into um a lot of these stereotypes of like this is what a man is and it's damaging it's damning damaging to us mentally it's damaging to us physically emotionally and i think we are now at a point where we can begin to think about that and we can begin to process that and we can begin to honestly di- dismantle that because it, it it needs to be dismantled and rebuilt because i i don't think there's anything wrong with masculinity at all but um and i say this all the time i feel like men need to go through a period of reimagining and re honey they need to rebrand themselves okay yes because we we can't continue to live the same lives we lived back in 1950 like we just can't afford to have the same idea and the same image carry us all the way through to eternity. Yes. Like we can't. And we have to be able to sit down and do that work. And I think a lot of that is going to I think a lot of that is coming from the queer community because we're we're beginning to see men do things that men have never done before. Right. But when you do your research and you look and you understand, oh, men wearing heels isn't new. There have been emperors in China who have like the heel was made for the man because what happens was the heel raises the man above everybody else. Come on, education. The the emperor, of course, would be higher than everyone else. So he would have to wear this chapon, this shoe that lifts him up. You know, like men don't wear makeup. Well, in ancient Egypt, the pharaoh who was deemed as a god would be adorned in jewelry and makeup and perfumes. Clay. And would be like bathed you know like people would like that was that was something that was masculine then yes um i think we we just got away from being connected to the essence of who we are as people and we got we got so carried up into putting putting labels on that yes and i think a lot of that comes from a lot of things i think religion is one of them um but i think a lot of it too is especially in the black community it is um thank you it is um the view of the black man through history yes stemming all the way back from slavery because what is he essentially he is this person who is supposed to be strong who is supposed to be the head of the family who is supposed to be kind of like the person who can do anything and it's funny because i watched this documentary and they talked about in horror films um a lot of the times you knew um something was really bad when it took down a black man Mm -hmm. or a black person because you're like ooh. This thing ain't that bad. Oh, wait, but it just took down that black man or that black person. So this thing must be really, really bad Mm because, you know, they tough. Yeah. And it's like, it's something you don't think about, but it's like, this has been slipped in. It's 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 embedded. embedded. Yeah. It's It's, it's, it's embedded. So when we say systemic racism, these are the things we're talking about. Yeah. The image of black people. You know, what are you seeing on your television? What are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you, what is, what is infecting 
the space that you are and yes. penetrating the spaces that you are that you are in. Yes, and this is why I enjoyed the character of Uncle Clifford on yes. P Valley because he she she was every yeah every. <laughs> She was masculine. Yes. She was feminine. Yes. She was everything in between. Mm -hmm. She basically was not labeled. Yeah. She was who the fuck she wanted to be Mm -hmm. on any given day. She could wear a suit. She could wear a wig. She could wear some heels. And laces was some of the best laces I've ever seen. Okay. She, and when she put on a suit, Mm -hmm. she wore that suit. Mm -hmm. You know, so... And still had a masculine name, you know, right. and, and, and you Uncle, know, yeah. Uncle Clifford, yeah. you know, but she, you know what but I'm saying? But she goes by she pronouns. So I think that too also skewed people's thoughts because they were like, wait, he. Exactly. And they weren't ready like, for no. that. They were yeah. not ready for that. And that's why I think this writer did that on purpose mm-hmm. because. It forces you if it, to be like, okay, I have to rewire my brain to stop thinking that just because this person looks masculine that they are a man yes you know she had the lace and all that uh, the lace front and and the 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 female quote clothes but kept that mustache kept that beard okay and it was on point and it was on point you know so i and and that's why i i I loved that character Mm -hmm. and he he played her so well he did so well he did he did really well and i loved it and you know, I hate. I, you know, I think. I think. I think when you shake things up with, you know, the, the culture, people just people need time to adapt and understand things. Yes. You know, it's it's a lot of things. You know, just 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 like you know, understanding, untraining your mind yeah. to what you were brought up to to think how things should look and yeah, be. Yeah. And I get that. So I'm going. I'm allowing people. I'm giving people grace. <laughs> But I want people to use this time to understand and yeah. educate themselves because the information is out there. Like you said, this is men have been wearing clay and have been adorned. All this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. I just think that now it's being incorporated back into our lifestyle. Yes, I mean into the lifestyle that we into our lifestyle because you know it wasn't there when we were growing up. Yeah, no. you know. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too is I think a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. Prince now, tried to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now we saw glimpses of with mm-hmm. Prince, with mm-hmm. um, uh, Little Richard, yes, with um. Uh, and you would see hints of it from people like Luther, yes. or um, you know, from uh, from actors when they would appear on the the white the white carpet, the red carpet. You yes. know, Michael with all the bedazzles and mm-hmm. everything. But um, I think we are still finding that vocabulary yes. for explaining what these things are. Yes, and I think that's going to help in the long run because what we can do is now we can take that and we can make masculinity whatever the hell we want it to be. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that doesn't mean that the stereotypical man from, you know, the 1990s is going to be obsolete. But, you know, he's just going to have to think more about, like, who he is. Yes. And be more open to expressing himself. Because I think that's what we've, I think we as, as men, and especially as queer men, have lost the opportunities to express ourselves yes and i think what's happening now is we're getting that back yes and i think that this will also help in the long run with the the download man stigma yes and you know i think that 
you know, as a person who wrote a book about it okay. and have dealt Buy with <laughs> and have dealt with, you know, at, for a long time, I honestly thought it was just a lot of men just being selfish, mm. which there are yeah. those. Mm-hmm. There are those that are out there that just want to be selfish and do that. But there are those who just don't know how. Yeah. They don't know where to, where to come out. How, where where I don't know where to go. Yeah. I don't have nowhere to go. I don't have a sense of, you know, where I can go. I see how the the gay community is treating, you know, you guys. Mm-hmm. I see how straight people, how the black community itself treats us. Where can I go? Yeah. It seems like it's more of a it's a safer space just to be, just to be. in the closet yeah. and to live a double life. So I get that. I honestly I get that. Because there are people that don't feel like they have a safe space. Yeah. And that's that's important. And one thing that I love, uh, one of my favorite films is called Brother to Brother. And there's a piece in there where he talks about coming uh, into himself. And he says, you know, I remember coming into myself as a black, I think he says queer, queer man. I was excited to be embraced into this culture. But then when I got into the culture, I realized that it was white surrounding me yes you know and it's like that's the thing like we come out and we're like oh finally i can breathe and then we get suffocated right back again because what happens is we realize that yeah you can breathe because you're not hiding anymore but now you got to deal with this whole other racist but it's like you know when you come out you know um especially for a black person you want to be able to be with the your people. Mm-hmm. We don't have anywhere to go. Yes, and that we is a have huge nowhere problem. to go mm-hmm. as a black queer um, as a black queer man. I there I have nowhere to go. Yeah. to meet people like you. Yeah, to meet other people like me. Okay, to see people that look like me. Yeah, and be and the loved pro- on. You know, and the problem too is the a lot of the places that people say we can go are not accessible to us. No, because they're where up north. They're up north, and I, I I've been there. I don't feel it ain't. It ain't you know, it. I don't want to go to your club just because you're having Friday urban night. Period. That's what you do up north. They they have their Friday urban night, their Friday urban reggae night. You know, when I when I was in my twenties going up north, I actually thought that was cute. Like, yeah, and it, okay, it, it, I'm going. And it is because you'd be like, yes, like you know, somewhere I can like jam. But then as you get older, it's like okay, you'd be so like, damn, that's tokenism. If I want to come up here Wednesday, oh, see, oh, oh, so this is what it looks like on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't come on Wednesdays either. Oh. Okay, so you don't you're 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 literally not gonna play anything that, uh, that I want to listen to except on Fridays, mm-hmm. and then I, there's nobody nowhere that I can't meet anyone. You know, not saying that I won't I wouldn't date a white man, right. but you know I want to be able to see a black man and know that I can meet and go. You know, meet someone yeah. that looks like me, yeah, and understands my language. Right, and you want under- your no- your notebook love story in I the want- black version. I do. <laughs> I really do. And I want to. There's nowhere for me to go to do that. Right. You know, they have places on the south side, but they're not safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be. You know, so I. We don't have a safe space yeah. to be able to go anywhere, but on a, a, a but on an app to fuck. Yeah. And that's what it becomes. And I think that's where a lot of the times the relationships go bad because I think people 
misconstrue a connection for something else. And I think that that's what people really want. They really just want that connection. Mm-hmm. But because we don't have nowhere to go. The only way we can see getting it is through sex. Period. Ooh, that was something. <laughs> that was, yeah. I mean, it is sad. It's sad, but yeah. it's the truth. It's coping. It is. is it is. is. You know, it's either you going on Twitter or you going on an app. Mm-hmm. We don't have anywhere to go. To, to, to you know i don't you know we like to do like a lounge or you know spoken mm. word knowing that this is you know we don't have that right and and it's not even about you know having a place to go to party it's just just no. what you said it's having a place to exist exist to feel like i am exactly and that you being you and me being me can exist in the same spot right and we can learn from each other right because these would be great opportunities for you know black queer organizations to create mentoring programs but also you have to you have to be wary of that too because there's a bunch of seediness that can happen there mm-hmm. with you know people trying to hook up with their mentees and yeah predators are everywhere everywhere but i i do think that this is a great opportunity for that um I, we just want a safe space to be ourselves and not do it through an app yeah you know and like i said um this has a lot to do also with you know, mental health, you know, as a black, mm-hmm. you know, as a black queer man, we have, and just a black man in general, we have a lot of shit going on right now yeah. and not being, you know, you know, we already have to worry about, you know, being killed on the street and mm-hmm. all the different things, you know, a woman not feeling I'm masculine enough, a gay person, uh, you know, a queer person not feeling I'm, I'm masculine enough for them. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot and you know we have to i feel like we have to we 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 box it in we compartmentalize yeah. it we don't we're not expressing it enough the only way we do express that is through sex mm-hmm. and you know we don't have a person to connect with like i don't have a lot of gay friends yeah and i think that's so i don't interesting is that a lot of queer black men don't have a lot of other queer black friends no no i don't um I think I have you. And yeah, that's it. And that's what my roommate would say too. He'd be like, you're my only like true queer black. I, I mean, friend. I had one, I have another friend, but he's in Alabama. We went to college together. Mm-hmm. We, we never close, but you're the only one I have that I'm close enough to that I can talk to that I know is not going to go tell my business right. or, you know, I can bring someone around you and know you're not going to go sliding their DMs, <laughs> you know, because they act like there's just a shortage around because us. Because that happens. That does. It happens, you know, just like, you know, women, a lot of women say they don't yeah. have female friends, like they have more male friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the same thing. Like me, I have female friends, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I, I, like, I don't I, have a lot of straight black male friends i mean i have a couple yeah, but like i can count like on on my hand how many i really call like a friend and then right, i can talk right to. what that's right like friend i don't have any straight male friends mm-hmm. but um associates that i talk to yes but it's hard because like again the older i get the more i am in tune with who i am mm-hmm. i want people around like me like there's certain things about what we go through as black queers that I can't talk to my, I can't talk to a female about. That's true. She's not going to uh, understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was a lot that we unpacked (laughs) and so much more (laughs) and so much more. We're going to definitely do a part two of this, but I do think that um, what you said earlier is, you know, society allowing masculine and feminine to mean whatever the hell it's going to mean Mm -hmm. and not 
not you don't you can't say what it's supposed to mean yeah and you can't put it in a box you can't put it in a box and i love how people are starting to do that like what's her name billy um eilish is that eilish yeah yeah eilish uh how she she is is, is, so she dresses how she wants to dress because she doesn't want it to be about her body yeah. or to be about how feminine she is yeah, or just how like not. Aaliyah used to do back Aaliyah, in the 2000s, Aaliyah did yeah. that Aaliyah did not want that um focus on mm-hmm. on that you know she was you know she dressed as quote unquote what they call them tomboys they call girls right. tomboys for See, doing that you, mm-hmm. you know so um Billy um Porter Billy Porter you know like when he showed up to the Oscars oh, one day with gosh. the dress and the suit and the suit and the suit outfit you know it's we're re- really trying to redefine what it means to be you know masculine and feminine like you can be both yeah you know it's it's I honestly think it's in everyone it, it, it really is I think it's in everyone it and really it comes is. out in different stages of your life mm-hmm. in different moments you and know different things you do too. and different things you do and so it's it's really just in all of us and i think that we just all need to embrace that mm-hmm. amen to that well josh i want to thank you yes. for being here and coming on and chatting it with me i really appreciate it yes, I uh, say. yeah <laughs> do you want to um drop any of your social media stuff oh if y'all want to follow me um i really don't be posting a lot um i do yoga um you can follow me on Instagram. He does J- yoga every morning. <laughs> J underscore Mills, M-I-L-L-S 28, or it might be Mill 28, one of the two. Um, yeah, y'all can follow me there. He does yoga every morning, yes. y'all, and it's, re- it's really good. I've actually started, but we'll talk about that. I'll yes. tell you about that offline. <laughs> well, Josh, I thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. 